0: If you think your cooking and eating would improve if you had a bigger or better kitchen, well, today's show is for you. We are going to talk about making a healthy, vegan, plant-based lifestyle work, even in a small kitchen with minimalist equipment. Welcome to the Vegan Family Kitchen podcast. My name is Brigitte Chem, and I am your host, also vegan cooking mentor, and the chief meal planner around here in the Vegan Family Kitchen. I'm also the author of Flow in the Kitchen, Practices for Healthy, Stress-Free Vegan Cooking. And I am very excited today to be joined by Kathy Davis of Inspired. Hi, Kathy.
1: Hi, Bridget. Hi, everybody. Great to be here. I'm excited.
0: Wonderful to have you. Kathy is a plant-based lifestyle and mindset coach. She is the CEO of Inspired and the author of three great cookbooks. I encourage you to check them out. There will be notes in, in the show notes. Kathy has been eating and creating vegan meals for a long time now, more than eight years. But health-wise, just being vegan was not necessarily working all that great for her a few years ago. and. Two and a half years ago, she decided to make some serious changes, and she shifted to a completely whole foods, plant-based lifestyle, and she's experienced tremendous benefits. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Today, she focuses on empowering high-achieving professionals to eat more plants and leverage the power of food so they can show up better in their lives and reach their personal and professional goals. Fun fact, Kathy and her husband, along with their cat, are crisscrossing the United States. They have so far visited 29 states and 20 national parks in their recreational vehicle and RV. And they are hoping to check out all of those parks. How many of them are there?
1: There are 62 of them.
0: Wow. So that might take you a year or two.
1: (laughs) It's, we've been on the road four years and we've only hit what a third of them. So it's, it, we're slow rollers over here. We kind of take our time easing through the country.
0: <laughs> I love it. And you will have plenty of time because of this wonderful, healthy lifestyle that you're on. So tell me a little bit about first your vegan food journey. How, how did that start? And how did you decide that you would be sharing all those recipes online and eventually in, in cookbooks?
1: Absolutely. And I love this question because it really, it really makes me seem real. So to all of you, I, you know, while I've been doing this for, for almost nine years, I came into the vegan lifestyle, kicking and screaming. My husband, it was his idea. He read a couple article magazine articles and was like, maybe we should try this plant-based thing, heart disease, all these healthy, all these, all these diseases, you know, plant-based disease can, or plant-based eating can mitigate those. We can be healthier. We can avoid, you know, high cholesterol and, and high blood pressure and diabetes. And we, we just, we just need to eat more plants. And I was like, I got to give up burgers. I mean, I, I know, I know more now I was very naive then. I didn't know all the things I know now. And so if you're listening to this, maybe you just got curious and you're plant curious, you're not even fully vegan. And you're thinking, can I do that? You can, I promise. It took me six months to explore the foods, explore what it meant to be vegan, explore how that lifestyle looked and, and really look inside to see if it was a decision I wanted to make. And I always, I always tell the story. I don't always tell the story. It depends on, you know, where we are and who we're talking to, but my pivot moment was about eight, eight months after this idea was introduced to me. So about six months of trying it eight months. And I was actually at a friend's house and their family raised um cows to, to slaughter. And one of the cows had just had calves and we were out in the field. And in that moment, everything clicked. It was like a light bulb went on. And I said, Oh, we're They're going to eat that baby. I'm not eating babies anymore. And I went vegan overnight. Now I had been testing the whole testing, the waters, dipping my toes in, trying different things for six months but the decision was made very easily. And so about six months after that, I said, you know what would be really helpful for people? If we had a place where we could highlight the positive side of eating plant-based. And I looked back, I looked looked at VegInspired as a way to inspire and educate and empower and lead people to eating more plants and living their best lives. And that's how veg inspired evolved. And over time, we did more recipes and we have YouTube cooking, cooking videos, and we have, we're very active on Instagram. And I knew I wanted to write a cookbook, but I didn't know how that would happen. And so life kind of continued on. And and we can talk more about that as we, as we move through, but I want to give you an opportunity to see if you want to clarify anything before I keep going.
0: Well, I'm curious to know at what point the cookbooks came in, because what my next question was going to be that indeed, like two and a half, three years ago, you did this transition where you went from being just vegan to being a very healthy vegan. And I'm curious about why that came up for you, what you were eating before and how that was or wasn't working for you and um, how that might have changed what you wanted to share with, with your audience.
1: Absolutely. So as I said, easy, it wasn't an easy decision, right? It took me a little bit of time, six months, made the pivot very quickly, launched Veg Inspired, and we were eating mostly plant-based. I mean, it was, you know, we read the starch solution. I mean, we knew about the health of, you know, what the Esselstyns were saying and what the China study and all, we knew that. But in that time, this was, you know, 2015, 2016, lots of vegan foods were coming out, lots of vegan options, new cheeses, seitan, processed burgers, Italian sausage, more vegan cheese, more vegan butter, more vegan cheese, more, more snacks, (laughs) lots of, I mean, I swear there's been like dozens of vegan cheese companies that have hit the market in the last, last eight years. And the more that came out, the more excited, right. I was, I was here. I was on a mission to share and show people how easy vegan eating could be with veg inspired. I wanted to eat those things. I wanted to have relationships with these brands so that I could showcase that. I wanted to go to the restaurants and travel around and, and become this, this icon of teaching people how e- easy vegan eating could be. And we hit the road in the RV, which we've already touched a little bit on in 2018. So it was 2018. We're driving around in the RV, eating at all the vegan restaurants. And a year after that, it was 2019. we put out a bunch of videos on vegan restaurants and cities that we traveled to. I was, I was, I was, Getting ready to kick off working in Veg Inspired full time. I had parted ways with the company I was working for. And there were a couple of days where I found myself like, I could see that I was lacking inspiration. I was lacking motivation. I was lacking the spirit that I started Veg Inspired with. And looking back, looking back now, I know what it was. But in those moments, I didn't know. And I didn't realize that what I ate, how I lived my life, how I thought, how I spent my time would be, have such a tremendous effect on how I ran my business. But now I know that how you do one thing is how you do all things. And one of the big pieces that I learned was when I started eating more whole plant foods, I could show up differently. So three years ago, stepped on the scale. This is again, another one of those very, I obviously I'm a pivot moment kind of person. Like I think we make decisions in the heat of the moment when we are tired, when we're done, we're done living that version of ourselves. And I was done. I remember walking down the steps of the RV and looking at my husband and saying, I'm done. I don't want to be overweight. I don't want to be tracking all these markers of pre-diabetes. I don't want to have pain in my knees. I don't want to be behind you every time we're hiking because I can't keep up. I don't want to be Unable to ride the bikes that we bought. Like I'm I'm ready for something different. And I said, what do we know to do? Because it's not that we it's not that we don't know, right? It's not that we're sitting there and we don't know to eat healthier. I mean, we know that processed food is just as as bad as processed food, whether it's vegan or not vegan, right? So we knew. So I pulled out my starch solution, pulled out my how not to diet and how not to die books, read through them, put myself into a program, a diet. I'm going to use that word very intentionally right now. I put myself on a diet, wrote out my meal plan. We went to the grocery store. We were going to start the next Sunday. (coughs) Excuse me. And we're in the car on the way home from the grocery store, all the reusable bags in the back seat. And I looked at my husband and I said, I'm just kidding. I don't want to go on a diet anymore. And he said to me the most profound words because I had been a yo yo dieter my whole life. I didn't want to be on a dang diet again. I was just like, I'm done. I'm like, I was so afraid of missing out. And he said, What if instead of looking at it as a diet with restrictions, you look at it as establishing habits that align with your goal, becoming the person who eats whole food, plant based as a habit? And we went on to talk about how, you know, Our habits of eating out were what were causing me to gain the weight. Our habits of eating junk food was what was causing me to have the uninspired the next day. You know, it was, it all started to come together. Six months after making that decision, showing up online as the version of me who was eating whole food plant-based, who was getting results from a whole food plant-based way of eating. I got an email asking me to author a cookbook and people say, Oh, well, that's not just because you ate whole food plant-based. It's probably not just because I ate whole food plant-based, but probably because I was showing up as somebody who was eating whole food plant-based as an expert in the field. And so I went on to author that cookbook and two other cookbooks back to back from my RV. I didn't rent a kitchen space. I didn't hire somebody else. I, I wrote the book right here in this little space in my RV in my little RV. It's not really little in my RV kitchen. And that's, that's where we are. And so as I wrote those books, I gained more confidence, more experience, more eating plant-based. And I said, you know what? People need to know the results that I had. So that's where the coaching mentorship arm of Veg Inspired was born because I want to help other entrepreneurs, other people step into their zone of genius in this aligned, inspired, and energized way because of food because food makes such a difference. And it just kills me how
0: so many people, including with all due respect, doctors like physicians will tell you, oh, what you eat doesn't really matter. And it's like, what are you thinking? You know, our whole bodies are made from the food we eat. How could it possibly not have an impact? Yeah, it just blows my mind that, but I'm so glad you're doing this work um, because when you support others, In having their healthiest, their best lives, then yes, as you say, they can go on and impact more people. And that's just absolutely fabulous. And I love that you've just highlighted that this happens from all of this beautiful magic from the comfort of your RV kitchen. So tell me about your kitchen. Just describe it to me the way it is about your cooking space. What's in
1: there? How do you do it? Okay. So we bought the model. That's the grand kitchen. Now the whole RV is only 310 square feet. So when we say grand kitchen, some people's kitchens are bigger than our whole house on wheels, but we have a nice Island that has a double sink. So that works. We have a nice refrigerator, not a residential, so it runs on propane, which means it's not super perfect. There's more perfect refrigerators out there. Uh, we have a nice little pantry that we can keep some items in. We have space to bring, we brought our Vitamix with us, our high-speed high blender, high-efficiency blender. We brought our food processor with us. We brought, our, we had a rice cooker when we hit the road, but we've since upgraded to an instant pot, which makes things extremely easy. We also have an induction cooktop, which means that we can move that inside or outside because that's one of the pieces of RV living is that we do cook do some cooking outside on our griddle, our gas griddle. Fortunately, this RV came with a three burner propane stove. So we can do multiple things, although typically we use just the induction. And then we also have a a little microwave and a propane oven. And again, we use typically the electric versus the propane. Uh, just for more convenient and ease of cooking. Sometimes it's easier to monitor the temperatures. And it has little pockets of counter space. So, you know, when I say an island, it's not, you know, your grand island, like you can see if you go back and watch my old YouTube videos where we have this big, beautiful island in our in our sticks and bricks house. But it creates a nice cozy environment. You know, my husband's name's John. We can be in the kitchen kind of together. Usually it's a dance in there, more of a <laughs> more of a, uh, how do we whirl around each other while we're doing things? Some of the times we just walk around the island and go to the other side because it's easier, but it's, we set it up so that it can be very user-friendly and we are very intentional about the gadgets and the, the appliances and the items that we bring with us. Now we do have some unique gadgets that most RVs, you know, if you did a poll of the campgrounds out, campers out here in the RV park, they probably don't have the, some of the items that we have because we love to cook. So we brought some of those gadgets with us, but it's humble, smaller, no dishwasher, no huge stove and oven. We're not using those big pastry sheet pans. Like most people use it's very, you know, more limited. And so it takes some getting used to takes some getting, you know, adjusting and, being more intentional about the foods that we cook and the way we cook them.
0: No air fryer?
1: Not yet. We want to take the propane oven out and put in one of those air fryer combination ovens.
0: Very cool. I don't have an air fryer. I'm still thinking it's not worth the counter space considering that I have a convection oven.
1: We have a, our microwave is a convection oven. So we use that a lot. Uh, But we do have a toaster that kind of floats around on the counter. And we figured if we could get a air fryer toaster oven type contraption, that would ease up on this random toaster that seems to have to be moved every time you want to do something. (laughs) Yes.
0: So I'm, I'm a glass half full kind of person, and I can imagine many benefits to having less kitchen space. Do you agree with me? Or if you had a choice, would you snap your fingers and make your bigger house kitchen reappear when you need to cook?
1: You know, one of the biggest benefits to the cooking in a smaller space is that it's when John and I are in the kitchen together, which we often do because we like to cook together. It it just makes it more intimate. Um, The other thing I really like is, and I call it our great room because I'm sitting at the dining room table, which is my desk. The kitchen is to my right. Behind me is a, is a couch. And then further back from that is another couch. So even if one of us is in the kitchen, the other person's right there in the great room. And, you know, yeah. that's, well, while it's small and and many people would struggle in a, such a small space, it would be a challenge. It would be, there would be op- much opportunity to, to learn how to, communicate and get along. That's one of the benefits. We have a very open and loving relationship and and very high communication skills because we live in such a small space and are together 24 seven. And I find that to be a benefit. The other reason I think a smaller space is it's helpful, beneficial, um, gives you more opportunity to be creative the last two nights, I've I've had really busy days this this last week. And the last two nights, I planned in very intentionally sheet pan meals. They're they're hands off. We throw everything on a sheet pan, we throw it in the oven, and then it's we can just continue about our business and our work. We're right there next to the oven. It's not like it's left alone, and it it allows us to be more creative when we cooked in a sticks and bricks, we weren't that creative. We didn't try to get things done with less hands. We would be, we'd be sauteing some of the veggies and roasting some of the veggies. And we'd have another pot, maybe steaming. I mean, it was, there was such mult there were so many opportunities that you took advantage of all those opportunities.
0: But then you make a bigger mess and you have more dishes to do.
1: Which is why we do it the way we do now, because this is, these hands are my dishwasher and I have to wash all the dishes myself. And so the less dishes I have to do, the happier I am after dinner.
0: (laughs) You've mentioned your essentials that you've brought in to me. You said Vitamix first, and that's exactly where I would go. I would go anywhere with anything, but you know, I cannot go without my Vitamix. That's the baseline. What kind of kitchen... Tools or appliances, do you now consider perhaps borderline superfluous? Maybe not so necessary. Has your mind changed about some of the kitchen gadgets you used to have?
1: It has. I mean, my philosophy with kitchen gadgets is at least now, is it it needs to be a multi-use item? And I also look at could I do this easier another way? Could I do this? Maybe not easier, but could I do this another way to avoid having to buy another gadget? Um, So we have, we have the instant pot, but I know that we could cook rice on the stove. We can cook, we cook our beans on the stove. We can cook our oatmeal on the stove. It's not essential to have an instant pot. Now that's, pretty controversial. Like we might get some controversial topic co- comments below. If you disagree with me, feel free to let us know, give us a five star cause we're awesome. But let us know if you think below that the instant pot's essential, but I know that you can cook things differently, that there's another method. And because again, we work at home, we can turn on the beans and cook them. I could have beans cooking right now
0: you while can I'm stretch doing your arm and thing. And stir them a little bit.
1: <laughs> just give them a little stir from here. I, and so I think it depends. I think the essential essential part of it depends on how you cook, right? I find the Vitamix to be extremely essential because I make a lot of Vitamix based sauces. I find the, our food processor to be extremely essential because I make my own homemade oil free hummus, and I like to do it in the in the food processor because it's easier to get it out. It's a we little also bit
0: have a better texture-wise in the Vitamix. You can do hummus in the Vitamix, but it's not the same.
1: It's, yeah, the food processor just makes it. it's more, it's, I don't know, I feel that it's more authentic. Yes. We also have a food mill, which is a very unique item to have. But the way we cook and the way we travel, we buy whole peeled tomatoes. And then we use those and we crush them ourselves or dice them ourselves so that we always have we aren't buying multiple different types of canned tomatoes. We just buy one and we can use that type of tomato for any recipe. So there's little tweaks like that, that I encourage you, you know, as you're learning how to cook, as you're getting into this way of living, as you're thinking about minimal, minimize, minimize it, min- wow, <laughs> minimalizing your kitchen, are there little shortcuts or little preferences that you have to, to the way you do things? Another essential gadget are my cookie scoops. I use yes. these cookie scoops for every sticky substance you could measure. Peanut butter, tahini, tomato paste, anything that sticks in a regular teaspoon, I use my cookie scoops. Some people would claim that's not essential. Just use a teaspoon and scoop it out. That's fine. I love them. We you know, also-
0: yeah, Oh, go ahead.
1: Sorry, we also carry a, a cast iron with us because we love to cook in cast iron. So we have a cast iron skillet and we have a cast iron enameled Dutch oven. Those are both very heavy items for an RV, but that's our one of our favorite method of methods of cooking. So to us, that would be essential.
0: And they do double duty as weights when you do a workout. <laughs> I have a cast iron. That's walk- a
1: brilliant idea. Twelve oh
0: pounds. So when when I do, when I take it out of the oven, because that's where I store it and put it back in, I always make sure to do a few extra squats <laughs> with the weight.
1: Brilliant. I'm adding that to my list of when you're cooking with your cast iron, do a couple squats as you bring it up to the table and then exactly. as you're putting it away. Brilliant.
0: Exactly. It also... Um you know, contributes to bone health to do more resistance training. So it's it's all good. <laughs> that siren helps with bone health, but not for the reason people think. What about Pro the tip. pantry dough? What about ingredient storage? How do you manage that?
1: Well, we have an ottoman that we store dry goods in, a storage ottoman. That helps a lot. And we do try to, our pantry is actually bigger than you'd think. We do try to buy more of the shelf-stable tetra pack style ingredients, even plant milks, things like that, that typically would be stored in the refrigerator once they're opened, but can be stored in the pantry beforehand because our refrigerator is smaller. So while it's not a small RV refrigerator, it's not as big as a residential refrigerator. And so just being more conscious of what we buy, Um, We also keep a mix of both dried beans and canned beans, you know, canned beans, they're heavier, they take up more space. So being able to cook our own beans is a plus. The, we store our spices in a drawer. And we only keep essential spices. And then we will take those spices and make spice blends ourselves, So that we don't have the spice and the blend. And then in some instances, we only buy the blend because having the spices to make it would be redundant. Things like a salt-free blend we might buy or an everything bagel spice without salt because having the poppy seeds and the onion flakes and all the items to, to make that would be redundant to the onion powder and garlic powder and items of that nature. Something we didn't talk about with essential items is a knife So we believe in a a quality kitchen uh, chef's knife and a quality cutting board. And so we actually have a large teak wooden cutting board that we brought with us. And we brought brought our knives and we have a very cool knife holder that sits in the drawer and it sits in the drawer flat. And so you can put the knives in there very easily. Obviously, our knives came with the block. And so when we moved into the RV, we, we minimalize down to this more sustainable exclusive set of knives.
0: Very good. Yes. I mean, all those things, even that we've talked about like the food processor and to some extent, perhaps the Vitamix could be hypothetically substituted with a knife, but I mean, at the end of the day, yes, I need my Vitamix, but I'll take the knife first, (laughs) given the, given the obligation of making one choice. So what do you think um, are the benefits of your living arrangements when it comes to health? Not that people need to live in an RV to get healthy, right? But how is that contributing to your to your plant-based lifestyle and to generally healthy living in your opinion?
1: In my opinion, it, it was a game changer for me. Um, my mental health has changed because I'm happier being connected closer to nature. I don't think that you need to live in an RV to be, to change the mental health. I I truly believe you can do that living anywhere, but it's the, it's the intentional slowdown. It's the intentional stopping work at five. It's the intentional, you know, going outside for a walk, playing in nature, going on hikes. And a lot of people will say to me, you know, what do you think about, people wanting to lose weight and, you know, is that, should they just be happy with how they are? And I, I think back to the, to the woman I was three years ago, I wasn't happy how I was. So even if I'd worked out on myself, I still wouldn't have been able to walk the hikes that I've done. I wouldn't have been able to hike a six mile hike out to the window at Big Bend National Park, a moderate to strenuous hike, carrying that extra 50 pounds. I just wouldn't have. And And I wouldn't have, I would, my knees would have hurt. My back would have hurt. I I was, it it was even in the way I was, it was a pretty strenuous hike. I wouldn't be able to be living to my full potential in my truest version of myself without taking and taking control of my health. And so, no, I don't believe that living in my RV created this, this new health for me, but it exposed me and made me aware of what's possible. So could somebody live in in my sticks and bricks house? Could I have taken control over my life? If I changed my habits, if I put myself in situations to go out and hike, I might have noticed that I was out of breath much faster, that my knees hurt from walking. If I took time out of my day to walk around my neighborhood, I might have been able to take control of my health. That's not what I was doing in my sticks and bricks house. I was coming home from my nine to five job, tired without a meal plan, suggesting that we go out to eat, eating junk, eating vegan junk food, having a couple of beers, coming home, waking up the next morning and repeating it all over again. And I'm not saying that I'm not in routines in my RV, but this has exposed me to a healthier, more uh, nature connected life, doing more recreational activities. So if I'd implemented those recreational activities in my sticks and bricks, 100% I could have taken control over my health, but I wasn't doing that.
0: I think the key word, the refrain here is intention. And when you decide to live in an RV, you have to become, as you've mentioned, I mean, I guess you don't have to, you could let your life be a mess. I don't know, but you have to be very intentional about making those choices about what comes in and You know what doesn't come in to your home, and also um, where I mean where your home is is becomes a choice. Which you know your previous house you could not take it around, Um, and I guess there's also all the maintenance and pressure and costs of being in a bigger home that create this kind of lifestyle pressure. That I mean I walk. We don't have a big home. I have a 1600 square foot condo. And I walk around and I see my to-do list. I have a visual to-do list, right? Of things to do, things to fix. I have two kids, so there's yeah. extra extra things chaos that wouldn't be there, I think, if I was living just you know, between me and my husband. But when you you make those intentional choices wherever you are, but the simpler your life, the more you can focus on what, at the end of the day, really matters the most, which is your health and... Your relationships with people you love.
1: And I, that, that's exactly, that's exactly it. I mean, that's, that's the whole point, you know, living in an RV doesn't change my, what I do. I still go to work in the morning. My husband still works for the same company he worked for when we lived in our sticks and bricks. We still go to work. We still serve people. We still do the same things, but our life outside of that has changed stronger relationships and you said something earlier about looking at it as the glass is half full. There are a lot of things I look around this RV and think I want to fix. What I would do to have a residential refrigerator and maybe a new couch, maybe even a desk chair instead of the dining room chair. Those are very easy fixes. I mean, how much I could just order a desk chair. It's just the do it. And it comes down to where does your priority land? And for me, I I put my priorities in experiences. We, we position our RV, we go places based on what experience we'll have. Now it's not all sunshines and rainbows. And sometimes we get to an RV park or a national park location and it rains the entire time we're there. So it doesn't, it doesn't, things just don't magically change. Like you still have <laughs> challenges, but when you look at the, the positive side, that the glass half full side, this allows you to move forward with that intention and when you're living a life like this it does highlight what health looks like when you're you know wanting to get out and explore the national parks and do the hikes and you know all of that you you go about your day differently and that's what I teach people I teach them how to step into their zone of genius how to live the best life they can while fueling their body with the food that's going to allow them to do that
0: that's the tool, right? You're not, and going back to what you said about the weight earlier, it's not that, I mean, there's nothing wrong with wanting to look cute in a certain kind of outfit, for example, right? But at the end of the day, the outfit won't take you for a walk, (laughs) you know, won't take you to certain landscapes, won't enable you to have some experiences. And that's where really the, the point of fueling the body is not to have an impeccable, good looking sculpture, you know, it's to be able to prioritize those experiences and to live them. And by the way, not to have a doctor's appointment to check on your meds that you need to, you know, update your prescription on something.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, one of the biggest side effects of changing the way that I ate and, and eating this way and and losing the weight and all of that was, was my own confidence, my own ability to see the, the power within me, the, the, my ability, my potential. When have I ever walked a six mile hike in the woods? (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's just incredible the, the things I've been able to do because both of my physical ability to do it, but also my mental ability, be really being able to believe in myself that I could do it.
0: I love it. So let's let me bring you onto the terrain of, of the work that you do. Tell me a little bit about the plant based lifestyle and mindset coaching work that you do. What does it look like?
1: Absolutely. I love that question. So I run the Eat More Plants Academy a 12-month mentorship experience where we lead plant-based, plant-curious, vegan, vegetarian, people who want to eat more plants. We lead them from where they are to what they see as that next version of themselves. And we do that through teaching, educating, mentoring, lots of questions, support, accountability. We have some live coaching calls. So it's a group it's a hybrid group and one-on-one program. So there's some group, there's some one-on-one and it's about becoming that next version of you. How can you show up as the version of you that's eating more plants? How can you become her? I typically work with female entrepreneurs. How can you become the person who eats the whole food plants? How can you become the person who has the habits of somebody eating plant-based, right? Going back to what John said to me about about the way I was eating. How can you start to leverage this food to be the, that person that's in alignment with your goals, that has the freedom around food, that's empowered around food and and taps into this, this food as a nourishing, fueling part of your life. You know, you do it, through, you eat, eat at least three times a day. You might as well eat foods that are going to help you on your day rather than leave you feeling groggy and, and sick and unproductive later.
0: What do you think are the biggest
1: obstacles that
0: your clients and others encounter when they when they try to do this for themselves?
1: Honestly, the biggest the biggest obstacle I see, or the biggest, I think I would even say it's just a it's it comes from our conditioning is that we enter into plant based eating as a diet. That that was the obstacle for me. Too many restrictions. Worried about what I was going to miss out on worried about what I wasn't, I knew what to do, right? It's like an exercise, you, you know, you need to exercise, we know we need to go to the gym. But if we don't go to the gym, we're not going to get the results we want. If we don't eat the plant based foods, we're not going to get the results we want. So I don't think it's that they don't know what to do. I think it's all of our old habits and conditioning and, and the old way and the fear that holds us back. And so we tap a lot into that mindset piece, that reframing of how we look at food and how we look at the way food fuels us and and reframing the, the old beliefs that we have. I always, I always liken it to a, to a garden If your mind is a garden and you have these old weeds in there that are bringing up diet culture, words like good and bad should and shouldn't cheat. Can't stand that. I, I actually stop my clients when they say words like that. And I said, wait, let's go back and you didn't cheat. There aren't rules like that with this. It's about creating a lifestyle did you learn from it? Is that something that you want to do again? How did you feel? Why, why did that happen? What, what, what caused that? What led you to that? Oftentimes it's emotions, associations, outside environment. And so we we work a lot on creating this empowerment. I want to be, I, I always said, this is, you know, even when I was starting my coaching, I was still, I lead from the, from the trenches. So I will intentionally put myself into situations, associations, to learn to to see how I, my body responds, to see how my mind responds, and I, in the early on, I would say I want to be the woman who can be standing at a buffet of all my favorite foods, and I gravitate towards the the veggies and the whole plant foods instead of the Oreos and the cookies and and popcorns and all the favorite foods that I had from before. I want to be somebody that gravitates towards the whole foods, but never dismisses the fact that I loved those other foods. It just becomes a choice. It be- becomes an empowerment. And so that's, that's where really we work on because I focus a lot on intention over perfection, because my belief is that you can't hide from food in a society. That's not vegan. That's not whole food plant-based. And so if you can't be empowered around it, you're always going to be, have that pull back to the old foods.
0: You're always going to be in a defensive position under attack somehow, if you let yourself, I
1: guess. Yep, exactly.
0: You mentioned earlier your own pivot moments where things click, right? What do you think? And I mean, there's a lot of people studying change and habits and all that, but in your experience with your clients, what what is it? What are the circumstances that lead to a successful click that's sustainable, like that? Oh, I see now and once you've seen it you can't unsee it but not only you see something differently but your behavior changes accordingly what makes that difference
1: i would say 3 months ago i probably would have said you you just it just happens you you're tired of being tired now i think it's a feeling i think it's a feeling i think you feel that you're done you physically feel that it's, you don't want to be there anymore. You're tired of feeling that way. And I always tell my clients, there's two things that they have to have to be successful in this way of eating. One, they have to make a decision. It is it, the, 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 the starting point of all change is a decision. Either the decision that you don't want to be that way anymore, or the decision that you want to be this way but it starts with that decision. And then the next thing that comes right after that is what is that clearly defined goal? What do you want? And that's what we work on in the academy because when you know what you want, when you write it at the top of your meal plan, when you have it on the the front of your phone and on your sticky note, and you can feel what it would be like to be on the other side, to be in achievement of that, you make decisions differently. You make choices every day. You act differently. And when you can show up and act differently in alignment with that goal, it makes it much easier. It doesn't make it easy. It makes it easier.
0: I love it. Thank you for that. Maybe one last question for you. What do you? What is your number one tip, suggestion, word of encouragement that you would give to someone who is? looking at seriously engaging in a healthy vegan plant-based diet and
1: lifestyle. I love this question because my motto is eat more plants. I started that way. I didn't go we you heard my story. I didn't go overnight standard American eater plant whole food plant-based. It it took gradual change. It took breaking down the fear of maybe I'm not gonna like tofu. Maybe you're not gonna like tofu. Don't eat tofu today. Eat chickpeas if you like chickpeas. Eat more of the foods you already love, more of those familiar foods, add them in. You love chickpeas, reach out to one of us and see what our favorite chickpea recipe is. You love sweet potatoes? Ask one of us what our favorite sweet potatoes are. You can connect with me, you can connect with Bridget. We would be happy to share these. If you were sitting there thinking, if it works for them, this might work for me. How can I do this? Start with those simple swaps, start with those familiar foods, add more of them, eat more of them. And as you start to see it working in your life, maybe it's family that holds you back, worrying that your spouse won't eat this way. Your kids won't eat this way. You know, I want to do this, but whatever that but is, look at ways that you can combat that. Feed your kids familiar food. Maybe it's pasta with broccoli. Maybe it's, pasta with spinach blended in it that nobody even knows there's spinach in it, but look at some, they're getting some spinach, right? So think about ways that you can add more familiar foods and not worry so much about what you're giving up or eliminating in the beginning. Just start to build that repertoire of the foods, the familiar plant-based foods, oatmeal, beans, potatoes, vegetables, fruits, nuts, seeds, quinoa, all those things. Start to build more of those into the way that you're eating. And then let let the journey go step by step from there.
0: If someone wants to ask you those questions, how did they get a hold of you?
1: Uh, yeah. So I have two things. One, I love Instagram. I manage my own Instagram, so come over there, check me out at Veg Inspired, just Veg Veg Inspired over on Instagram. Send me a message, let me know that you found me from here. The other thing is, I do have a meal plan gift for your audience. So if they are listening and they're like, "Ooh, I want to try this." I have a meal plan. Now I'm a meal planner. I'm a, you're a meal planner. We love meal plans. I actually teach people how to meal plan, but I thought I'd give this to them. Um, that's great. It's Recipes the whole family will love, and they can find it at veginspired.com slash podcast. So it's veginspired.com slash podcast. They can download it, check it out. Let me know what recipes you love. And that's it. Instagram or my website.
0: That's fantastic. I hope a lot of people get in touch with you. I love how you make this positive empowering energizing and um the more the more people doing this work i think the more likely we are to maybe reach a tipping point where uh, a watershed you know maybe a global pivot where uh, more people can be empowered to live live their best life and show up for themselves and for others thank you so much kathy it was fantastic to have you today and uh One day I will try to hook up with you and we can cook in your tiny kitchen. I look forward to
1: trying that. I would love that, Bridget. Thank you so much for having me and to everybody watching. Just enjoy the day and eat more plants.